Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby of Say the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Romans chapter 14. Romans chapter 14. I had a, a, a great opportunity to go with two really good cowboys yesterday to a to a branding uh, down in Hugo, and and there was a lot of other good cowboys down there also, and you know there there's just something special about about you know meeting at, at 5:30 in the morning and loading horses into trailers and taking off, and, and you can ask Sean or or Ryan. Man, the sunrise yesterday morning was just beyond, beyond beautiful. The day was, was just a gorgeous day for dragging baby calves and, and putting a brand on them to signify that brand that, hey, you belong to this ranch. And now that you've got your brand or our brand on you, man, you belong to us. We're going to care for you. We're going to take care of you. You are ours. And that's what God does in our lives. But one of the things that I find just the things that I love the most about a brand and is working with people from different backgrounds, uh, you know, there, there was people there from, from Texas, there was people there from Colorado, there was people there from Montana. I mean, just all you have to do is look at the horses and look at how, look at the rig that's just on every one of them, except mine. I'm from Texas and I was riding away with mule hide. I kind of confuse people. I'm kind of an enigma. Uh, wrapped up in something, but um, you know, it, people of different abilities, different strengths, different weaknesses. It is just an amazing time to get with other cowboys and cowgirls and come together as a cohesive unit. Most of us have never worked together, and it is—it's just uh, amazing. But we—we we got there. We started. We had about 300 head to do. We got there, we had to gather them out of a little trap and uh, put all the mamas and babies in a, in a bigger pen and we were sorting the calves down the alley and letting the cows back out into a side pen that they would keep the babies when we got done, they'd keep them at the other end. And um, so anyway, we got through sorting and we're, we're riding back and, and the boss man looks at me and Ryan and Sean and says, y'all three wanna go first? That was a dumb question. That was a dumb question. No, not really. We were like, yes, sir. So we got off and we tightened up and we shook out our loops and everything. And waiting, you know, they lit the fires and you could hear that propane burning. Fiona. You got to know Fiona. And so anyway, you know, Sean's on his gray horse like this. I'm on Fiona right here. And so the pictures of me and Sean together don't look, it looks like I'm riding a Shetland. And um, so anyway, they said, all right, boys, bring them on. That just brings a smile to your face. You know, so we ride in there. And, and so if I may, I'm going to regress just a little bit to a time that my boss, whenever I worked for the oil field, he said, uh, he said, he called me one day. He goes, hey, you play golf? I said, well, yeah, all you got to do is hit a little white ball. How hard can it be? He said, you got any clubs? I said, no. 
but my brother does. He said, well, go get them. You're going to be in a golf tournament with me today. I was like, yeah. So anyway, I went and got my brother's shoes. They wouldn't let me wear my boots. And so I went and got my brother's shoes. He wears a size 12. I wear a size 9. I look like Bozo the Clown walking around that golf course. But I was a cool Bozo Clown. And so there's these professional golfers, and it's a scramble, and there's like four-man team and a four-man team on the A side and a four-man team and a four-man team on the B side. And we were starting out on number 18, and we were right, waiting there to, to tee off, and they sounded the whistle for us to tee off, and my boss said, Kevin, why don't you go ahead and tee off first? Why? Thought we were playing best ball. I'll just go the second time. <laughs> so I got up there. <laughs> you put that ball up there, and you go, God, please don't let me miss. Do not let me miss. That's the way it is whenever they say, bring them to the fire, boys, because all these cowboys that you don't know, you've never worked with, they're all watching that first loop. So he said, bring them to the fire, boys. So I walked in there, and I was like, please don't miss. Please don't miss. What? Picked up two. There we go to the fire. I quit. I just stopped. No, I didn't stop. I didn't stop. But you got the, got the uh, first one out of the way. But anyway, so, so we did about a, me and Sean and, and Ryan and another fella, we did about 130, 140 uh, maybe even 150, I wasn't counting. But we, we did a lot of, we drug a lot of calves to the fire, and then we, we uh, pushed them all out into the trap and went and got another set, and we came back down and uh, gathered all them up. And so now it's our turn to flank. Well, there's kind of an unwritten law that whenever you're flanking, you bring them to the fire with two hind feet. Because when you don't, I don't care, even, even a little calf will kick your hiney, okay? So it's just easier, it's kind of this unwritten deal, and, and sure enough, that there was two that I brought to the fire that I had to wait, and, and they scissored out, and they got one leg free, so, you know, sometimes it happens, but whenever it was our turn to brand, or our turn to flank, they got back there, and, and man, these people were going up. And if they just got one, well, they were just turning and riding to the fire. I mean, it was like three out of four, it seemed like, was one-legged. And I mean, me and Sean and, and Ryan and, and Robbie, and we're just like, oh, my gosh. You know, it just seemed like we was having to tackle all of them. And uh, anyway, we kind of was looking at each other like, man, you know, I didn't know we could do all this. And, and I guess somebody saw them kind of the quizzical look on my face because there was another cowboy preacher there. I didn't even know there was any more, uh, what's the odds of another cowboy preacher being in a Brandon? But anyway, we were sitting there and we was watching and he come up and he gathered up two feet. The only problem is it was a left hind one of one calf and it was a right hind one of another calf. <laughs> I thought for sure, you know, and somebody yelled, you got two, and he was like, yes, he came with both of them. We were like, what are we supposed to do with this? And he had this big grin on his face, and he's riding up, and he goes, it's two feet, boys. <laughs> couldn't argue with that. We couldn't argue with that. You know, if a Brandon crew 
from different, I mean, every Brandon is a little bit different. Some of them head and heel. Uh, some of them, you know, use a evil contraption called a calf table. Get your fingers cut off, smashed. And, you know, some people just drag to the fire mug. There's just a hundred different ways, Nord Forks. There's a hundred different ways to do it. But if a Brandon crew can come together and get along and work together with very, very few problems, how much more should a church from the church, not, not just save the cowboy, but, but churches in general, why, why can't we get along? Well, in Romans chapter 14, Paul talks about how to get along. And in Romans chapter 14, verse 23, it's the very last sentence in Romans chapter 14. How to get along on a Brandon crew, how to get along in church, is you mind your own business. That's the first key to getting along. Because in Romans chapter 14, verse 23, Paul says, if you do anything you believe is not right, then you are sinning. Okay? Anytime you do something that you believe is not right, then you are sinning. Let me tell you what that does not say. This does not say, if anybody else does anything that you believe is not right, then they are sinning. Does that make sense? This says if you do anything, if you do anything that you believe is not right, then you are sinning. What it doesn't say is if somebody else does anything that you believe is not right, then they are sinning. See, there, there's too much in, in the church today. There is too much people pointing fingers at what other people are doing. You know, Jesus said, get the log out of your eye before you worry about the speck in somebody else's. If we want to get along as, as a brand, on the branding crew of God's outfit, then we got to learn to mind our own business. Okay? Now, there, there's some ifs and ands and buts that go along in there, and we'll, and, we'll, and we'll talk about some of that stuff. But for the most part, the number one key to getting along with each other is for me to mind my own business. And it's for you to mind your own business. You know, if you've got everything figured out and you, you don't make any mistakes and you're always right, guess what? You're wrong. There was a, about the only thing that I saw yesterday that wasn't getting along is whenever we were pushing calves down this alley and then we were letting the cows out a gate kind of next to it. You know, and invariably you'd have like, you know, 10 or 12 calves and you'd have two mamas right in the way. And so we couldn't really separate that. We couldn't get the mamas out without the babies following. So we decided to try to just get the babies and me and I think it was Ryan and I think even Sean was there and, and Robbie. We all kind of just cut that cow off and we were going to push those babies. Well, we knew that we left some babies that were standing right there by their moms, but we were just trying to get the most of them out of the way. And so I'm pushing them up and this one fella, his job, he's in the other pen keeping the cows back. Okay? And so as I'm pushing up, he goes, hey you! I look up and he goes, do you not see those babies behind you? 
Well, there, yeah, I'm a preacher, but <laughs> dang. So I got up on Fiona's cell and I jumped and I, no, I didn't do that. I wanted to. I wanted to. I, I just ignored him because while he was yelling at me, he let two cows out. I thought, see, that, that, that's what you get, fella. He was so busy worried about my business that he wasn't paying attention to his own business. You worry about you, let me worry about me. You know, you let the boss. If somebody needs to know something, you let Jesus talk to them. Okay? Now, now there, there, there is some ifs and ands and buts in that. But if you're unsure, you let the boss do the talking to them. You let the boss tell them to bring them double hawked. Your job is to do your job, not worry about how everyone else is doing it. Because, see, I was a hypocrite yesterday. I brought two to the fire that were single-hawked, and yet these guys that were bringing them single-hawked on purpose, I was kind of judging them, thinking, man, and not in a bad way. I just didn't understand. But you know what? The boss man was standing right there at the fire, and he saw every one of them that was coming single-hawked. And if anybody's job was to say something, it was the boss's job not mine. So I had to change my attitude real quick. If we're going to get along on a branding crew, if we're going to get along on a branding crew and that's what we are on God's outfit, we got to learn to mind our own business. Hey, pardon me for just a second. We're fixing to hit the backside of this pasture, so it's time to step off and cinch them up. While we're down here, I want to see if you can help us out. We really do need a hand in this ministry, and the fact that you're listening right now means that you're riding with us. All you have to do is text Save the Cowboy, all one word, to 77977, and you can help us out in less time than it would take to pull your rope down. Again, text Save the Cowboy, all one word, to 77977. That's Save the Cowboy to 77977. Thanks for the hand, pards. The second thing. In Romans chapter 15, and you know what, I, I, I know that why, did you know that Romans wasn't written with 16 chapters, it was a single letter? And, and although the chapter and verse makes it easy to find specific stuff, sometimes people think that when one chapter ends and another one starts, that they're talking about two separate things. It's not, it's a continuation. The second thing Paul tells us on how to get along on a Brandon crew is being considerate is the true sign of strength. Look at this right here. It says, we who are strong must be considerate. We who are strong must be considerate of those who are sensitive about things like this. We must not just please ourselves. Now, what he's talking about right there is, is applicable in a lot of areas. But when Jesus came, there used to be the old law where you couldn't eat this and you couldn't do that. And, and you know, mainly talking about dietary restrictions. But now that Jesus came, the, the dietary restrictions were, were lifted. But Paul said, if somebody thinks it's a sin to eat that, don't argue with them, man. Because going back to that, if you do anything that you believe is not right, then you are sinning. Let them think that. Don't, don't be jumping in everybody else's business. But he says, we who are strong, we who are strong must be considerate of those who are sensitive about things like this. You know, one of the things that I, I loved 
about the branding yesterday, especially when we were on the ground crew, is we'd all be sitting there waiting on somebody to rope one, and every once in a while, man, somebody would just throw a sweet, sweet shot. And when people were watching and the cowboy did that, everybody, woo, yeah, you know, I mean, people clap. I mean, there, there was some, there was some, uh, there were some shots made yesterday that were that were nearly unbelievable. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, the boss man congratulated uh, one cowboy. I know I'm not going to tell you Ryan's name, but um, anyway, Ryan probably had the top shot of the day. He went in there and roped one, and that old calf kicked it off, and he just kind of sat there and looked at it, and another one came right in and put both feet in, and he grabbed it up and went to the fire. <laughs> Hey man, <laughs> whatever works. So so now now I'm gonna start calling Ryan the the poacher because he 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 was poaching. But you know, even when that happened, everybody cheered because it says right here, we who are strong must be considerate of all things. Getting along requires the strongest to set the tone of respect and consideration. See, it takes a strong Christian to be considerate. Anybody can mouth off and, 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 and pop off at the mouth and everything, but it takes true strength to sit there and be considerate of other people. And did you know, in the grand scheme of things, I've got a great revelation for you, okay? Here's a great revelation. You will not blow up if you keep your mouth shut. Did you know that? It may not seem like it at the time, but it is a proven fact that you will not explode if you keep your mouth shut and mind your own business. And the third thing, a top hand builds people up and helps them. You want to get along on God's branding crew, number one, Mind your own business. Number two, true strength comes from being considerate and not just out to please ourselves because that's what happens when we, when we flip our lid and when we blow up. Man, that's just for us. It's, it, that's not edifying anybody else but our own desires. And I'm just as guilty of it as anybody. But we will not explode if we keep our mouths shut. And the third thing, a top hand builds people up and helps them. Romans 5.2 says, we should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord. We should help others. Yesterday there was a fella, and he was one of them, that is super nice guy, super nice guy. And... Uh, he could rope them, but whenever he'd go in there, I mean, his loop was straight up and down. He was like this, and he'd swing it real fast, and he would literally just, you know what a skillet shot is when you're hunting quail, when they're all gathered up, and you just fire a big old shot right into the middle of them? That's what he would do. All the calves would be up like this. He'd come in there, and he'd swing as hard as he could, and he'd just chunk it in there, and then he'd lift up and dial it. He didn't even know if he had one. And so after about... Ten of these, one of the cowboys walked out there. Well, he kept, <laughs> he, he was catching too, which is pretty cool. But he, he would only catch that right hind leg. And so one of the cowboys came out there and he said, hey, man, if you'll get that more flat so that tip will 
whip around, you'll start catching too. And sure enough, he did. But that's what a top hand does. A top hand is builds people up. We should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord. You know, three years ago, I was branding with the Oakers, and I didn't, I caught one calf. The kids got to go first, and the kids whooped my tail. Now, I didn't do a lot of calf branding where, you know, I was always the youngest where I came from. We didn't get that chance, and I, and I love it that up here people give other people a chance, especially in the beginning when you got your cherry picking going on. But I tell you what, I roped one calf that year, but you know Dale and Clint and uh, a couple of those other cowboys, they came in there, man, and they coached me, and they coached me, and they coached me. And last year, I went to a Silver Spur branding, and I walked in there, and, there, and I mean, I probably only missed five or six loops the whole day. And so, you know, that coaching that they gave me, what they did is they built me up. They gave me the tools necessary to succeed. And that's what we should do. A top hand builds people up and helps them. If a top hand isn't reproducing himself, he's not a top hand. We got to learn to mind our own business. Be considerate of all people especially ones that are weaker and don't know what we know. And the third thing, a top hand builds people up and helps them. If you're not going to be encouraging, be quiet. Pretty much as simple as that. And if you do have to say something to somebody, pull them off to the side. Just, you know, that, they didn't holler at that guy that was roping sidearm. That cowboy took him off to the side and was talking to him, and you had to know what you were looking for to even know what was going on. And he was still encouraging and building up. Building people up requires to give a part of you away. Think about this. If you are going to build people up, you build them with your own experiences. You build them up with what God, the gifts and abilities God has given you. I have the opportunity to ride with Robert, to ride with Dale, to ride with some great, great cowboys in here. And every one of them have given gifts to me by giving away a part of what they have learned uh, of teaching me. And every time... You give a part of you away like that, it leaves a hole inside of you. And you know what God does? He fills that hole with himself. That's why it says you can't ever outgive God. Because when you give a part of yourself away, God fills that part with himself. The more you give away, the more God builds us up. When we build others up, God is continually building us up so that we continue to give a part of us away. We all need to learn to get along. There are, we, we live in an age in society where we are run by two things. Let's see what our opinion is and let's see what we can get offended by. Man, we don't need to be doing that, especially if you call yourself a believer. If you call yourself a believer, man, Jesus, people insulted him and he never did anything. They nailed him to a cross and he said, forgive them for they know what known. You know what he said. <laughs> My voice is given out. You're welcome. You know what? Here's the thing right here. 
That is a picture from yesterday, by the way, Bob. That's me and the poacher. <laughs> Jesus told us to go out and make cowboys for his outfit, baptize them, and teach them how to ride for him. It's called the Great Commission. Look it up in Matthew 28. We are God's branding crew. Each and every one of us has a pasture together. And I want to build you up. I want you to build me up so that we can be successful. And I promise you, you know what? Let's all mind our own business. Show our strength through our respect and by being considerate. And let's build people up and help them. That's a branding crew God would be proud of. Let us go to him in prayer. God, you made all of us unique. None of us are the same or do things the same way, but when we focus our lives on your son and who he wants us to become, then we can all learn to get along on your branding crew. Help us to learn it starting right now. God, we'll be spending eternity with each other, and that's a real, real long time. Help us to learn to get along down here so we can live with you up there. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us for another clinic. Before you ride off, we have a special gift for you. Save the Cowboy has a brand new app available for iPhones and Android smartphones and tablets. You never have to miss another message, and we've thrown even more stuff in. There's a Bible, our full unedited clinics, Cowboy devotionals, videos. You can even order our books or call and talk to me. That's a ton of stuff that will keep you riding right beside the Lord for years to come. Please download it by searching your app store for Save the Cowboy, and don't forget to lend us a hand if God has blessed you and you like what we're doing. Just text Save the Cowboy to 77977. That's Save the Cowboy to 77977. For Save the Cowboy, I'm Kevin Weatherby. Stay out of the wire.